Hi, you are listening to Craytrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf, and we are back for our second installment of Post Integration. Post Integration Women's Retreat. And we are here with Damn. Tammy. <laughs> so, how are you feeling? Different. Um, tired, but I got a little bit sick. So, I think it's that, but just been reintegrating into life and going for the things that I was talking about going for. And so Mm -hmm. feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. So the women's retreat was April 21st through the The 25th. 25th. And today is now May 7th, 7th. So yeah. Um, like I said, in the last one, I was on the land for a few more days after the women's retreat ended. So I was there for a total of a week. And everyone else came back to civilization a few days early. And we continued to do work and healings all week. So I've just been exhausted since I came back. You were like visually exhausted when I saw you. Yeah. At the vision board party. Yeah. Because like I... I don't sleep there. And then it like, it just didn't stop because we did multiple things. Like the retreat, like kept going with the people that ended up staying a few days later. Yeah. And then I had that private client come in on Thursday to do a sound bath for. So it was like, it was just, it was an ending till I got home. And then I was right back into like my workout schedule and things going on. And yeah, the integration vision board party. And, um, and then like, I, work this week for voiceover so I was in the studio yeah yippee yay um but yeah so I was like actually exhausted for two days I like didn't get off my couch I was just like yeah <laughs> so we should should we talk about it should we tell like kind of like you know so like basically how it worked was on Thursday the 21st um the arrival was between two and four and do you want to talk, talk about, cause I was already there. So I got there in the morning. So, so you get there, you like drive down a dirt road for like 15 minutes and then you kind of get to the location and you park and then you come in and, um, you're greeted. And, um, one of the, um, members, um, Liza was outside staging and kind of like giving everyone a little like personal kind of blessing. And then you'd come into the house and, meet all the people who are there and then go outside and then you kind of start at this table it's like the the journey begins here and you start set your intention and you you know kind of just close your eyes and get into your body and um ask permission so permission the the table is the land altar yeah and the gate is like the gate to the portal of the land basically so yeah you have to ask permission to even uh, see if it's okay for you to be there. And my, my joke is I was like, oh, she told me I'm not allowed. I got to go drive two and a half hours back home. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Can I get the drugs though? Yeah. <laughs> They're not drugs. Sorry. I can need the medicine. I'm a yeah. sick woman. Um, and then you go and you walk the land a little bit and there's a labyrinth and you go and you walk the labyrinth on your own and you just say whatever is coming into your mind and feelings and then you kind of just take a little personal moment and stay there and then when you're done you unwalk the labyrinth and then you come back and as you're kind of like coming back there's someone else that's like on their way out to go 
to that next spot. And then after that, I think we just kind of like re-met everyone again because more and more people were getting there mm -hmm. and then had some snacks, lots of snacks. Um, like surprisingly, like cried so much, like cried bawling on my way out there. I was just like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to go to this. And then when I was at the portal, I was just like bawling. And then um, lots of times you're just like sitting there and someone says something and you're just like bawling, crying. Mm -hmm. You're just like, I didn't even know I needed to cry right now. But um, so that was like the beginning process. And then, and then everyone kind of got there and we all sat and we went through um, the per opening personal circle. like introductions and your like slight story where you are where you came from kind of like what's going on and what your intentions are going forward what you hope to have the knowledge of when you're leaving mm -hmm. yeah so it was really interesting to like we were talking about right before we came on here is like the everyone who showed up you know as one person and left yeah. as different people so like really even reflecting on that opening circle of everyone going around and like, you know, their fears and what they want to work through. And when they were crying about different things is like what they were crying about when they got there is they were crying about the same thing when they were left, but they were crying because they actually had a shift out of it. Yeah. Which was really amazing. Cause I feel like a lot of people, I know for me personally, everything I intended got attended upon. So like everything that I went in wanting to work through, work on, let go of, it was met yeah. and resolved or alchemized or whatever transformed whatever way you want to talk about it um and I you know I just remember sitting there that first afternoon early evening and like and having like such a resistance because of my resistance to women and groups and everything and just like I'm like oh god there's like 25 of us you know like yeah, this a lot is of energy a lot long of women weekend. a lot of crying a lot of problems right? a lot, a lot of, of problems a lot of deep 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 problems things that like you didn't even realize people would be going through things that like you never thought like oh my gosh this is something I might go through one day like people real people with real problems yeah and it was really interesting and it was it was really beautiful to witness them move through them throughout the weekend yeah and it was such a safe container to do that. And it's like what they call it's very trauma informed. So meaning if you are, if something really big does bubble up, you have like trained professionals there that actually know how to help you to like really move through it properly. And so you can, you know, take it, the tools back to your daily life, or you can resolve it there and it doesn't become like an overtake you and you want to just like, you know, slit your wrists and yeah. So what did we do that first night? Oh, it was my sound bath. Oh, I'm like, what do we do? What do we do later? Sarah's sound bath was amazing. What was so fun about the sound bath? And I cried in it. Like I never cry in sound baths. And I was just like, <laughs> and then there was a girl who was sitting like two people next to me over the side. And like, I was, and then I could notice that she was crying and she was visibly upset. She sat up and then I sat up to like comfort her because my spirit was like, get up and hold her hand. Mm -hmm. And then like, Sarah, you were just so amazing. And there was this shadow. You stood up at one point when you were doing the gong and your shadow was like 10 feet tall and you just looked like this giant warrior. 
and I was just like, yes, yeah. I was like so proud of you. I was like, it's my friend. Like, <laughs> I know her. her. <laughs> um, what was so interesting about that is I, I had never um, done the bowls in the teepee before. So to have a different type of structure of it being around space, as well as having an open ceiling, just like brought a different energy in and I was like channeling energy into the space and it was almost becoming too much where like when I was going around with the Tibetan bowl at the end, my legs were shaking like so bad. And then my hands started shaking and I wanted to be like, I'm not scared or nervous. I'm like, this is almost becoming like too much energy for me. Yeah. And what's crazy about the shadow thing and being like 10 feet tall, uh, someone had taken a picture of one of the events that we had done there, um, just a tribe gathering. And it was a, a winter solstice, I think, um, of 2020. So December 21st of 2020. And he had taken these pictures from far away and people were, there was a DJ on the platform and people were dancing on the platform and they had some of the canvas drapes around it, but not all the way. And there were these big shadow people and they weren't from the people. Like, it's really weird when you look at the pictures. So it's interesting. Like mm. it was me and it was yeah, illuminating from my candles, but there are like the shadow people, like the big giants, shadow people do like come up on the land. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was the, the teepee was a really powerful place to do. I can't wait to do a sound bath again in that space because there's something to beset and they know this is like, you know, uh, pyramid work and like in that type of structure, it just, the way it generates energy is, is pretty amazing. Then, yeah, after that, did we all just like kind of hang out and then go to bed? I think so. I don't really remember what happened after that. Um, did we have a fire? Yeah, I, was, I had to, I took a photo of the schedule. Oh yeah, it was. We were just going to go out by the fire. It was like stargazing and firing or something um yes very windy weekend oh my gosh it was so okay. windy it was slightly cold that was I don't know that's my bonfire life. inside yeah sun okay. bath bonfire and stargazing yeah oh we didn't do it because it was too windy yeah yeah that's the thing about the desert is like it's really annoying when it's windy so then that, that was Thursday and the next day was Friday yeah which okay this was super cool some of the things that happened on Friday because we started out with kundalini yoga on the platform in the morning and there was, was one point during the Kundalini that I think we were like in child's pose and came up and the sun was, I was, we were facing East, or at least I was, and the sun was, you know, obviously coming up at, on the East side. And I closed my eyes and all the sacred geometry, like filled my eyes. And I was just blasted with like golden orange and yellow light. And I was like really moved by it. And then later we were in the house and all of a sudden Amma was like, oh my gosh, a dragonfly just flew by. Like when I opened the door or something, like I had something to do with me. And then later, uh, Lulu handed me a basket with some tarot cards in it. And I pulled one of them from these two decks and on the card was sacred geometry and a dragonfly. I didn't know that one. Yeah, which was really amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Did anything happen to you during Kundalini? It was difficult. It was my first time doing Kundalini. Okay. And I was like, well, this is easy. And I was like, I can't do this. And when we were just like moving our arms like That's... up and down. And I was like, oh, I know it's really unassuming that hard. it's actually like really challenging. Yeah. I was like, I need to do more of this. So it felt mm -hmm. really, really great for me and my spirit soul. 
Yeah, I went to this Kundalini class a few months ago. Alma and I went to one of her friends' classes and this exercise she had us do for like a really long time. And at the end of it, I was so tired, but it was almost like the cells in my body were giggling and smiling. And I just got these like giggle smiles throughout my entire body. Mm. And I think I started crying at one point. (laughs) Always crying. I was crying. So after Kundalini, we had breakfast and then, oh yes, we did the soul retrieval meditation. Yeah. I dipped out my, my soul just straight. It's like, forget about it. Dipped out in that TP. And then I woke up in the end, I like with like 20 minutes left. And I was like, where am I? I didn't fall asleep during this whole time. I would just literally was conscious awake, but like you're in like left my body mm-hmm. and then when I had returned to my body I was like looking around I was very confused I was like where am I who's next to me I was like where's Sarah because I was like which one of you Sarah because you, you were on my left or something and mm-hmm. I was just like what position are we in very discombobulated but I did finish the end of the soul retrieval but I don't know that if I did it right or no, it's not if you don't do it right or not. A lot of times in like meditations and different healings, if you leave, that's actually spirit getting you out of your body so that it can go do the deeper work because your consciousness isn't and this this happen this can happen to anyone at any time. So even if you're like your consciousness isn't in the place to actually do the work, so they take you away so that they can go in and do the work. So it's like, if you fall asleep during meditation or a sound bath or something, it's, it's not wrong. It's that deeper work needs to be done and you can't be there for it. Yeah. So for me, I was having a really hard time dropping in because the wind was so bad against the teepee that it was like actually really distracting for me. But when I did drop in, I had a really cool thing being shown to me. So soul retrieval is basically when you go into the underworld and you retrieve really deep parts about yourself. And I've talked about this in a, in a few different episodes or a couple episodes, I believe, um, where you go back to get these missing pieces of yourself that can be broken off from different traumas, drug use, um, uh, trauma, (laughs) drug use, (laughs) trauma. (laughs) If you've had like a big thing happen in your life, little bits of your soul gets like broken off encounters and, events yeah be like you know trauma fights yeah a lot fights. of trauma mostly trauma <laughs> mostly trauma. trauma um so then you go in and you bring these pieces of your soul back into your body to complete yourself again and so in part of it she's she was like the lulu was uh Oh, so also basically like when you have this event, like you splinter off, like you fraction off a piece of your soul. So that way you can go on surviving. You have to like make this small sacrifice. You don't really know that you're doing it when you do it, but this is what happens. You have a horrible event. Something happens to you and you don't know how to carry on with your days. You literally like remove a part of yourself, put it in a box, put it in a shelf somewhere far away from yourself. So that way you can carry on. So it's almost like a self-amnesia to the Mm -hmm. situation for the purpose of survival. Yeah. Self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. So she was saying when your guide who brings you to your soul retrieval, um, and I've done this years ago and my same guide showed up and um, he's actually right there. That's my guide. The bull? Yeah, the bull. Um, His name's Waskar. Hmm. And um, so he showed up again and they told me that she's like, okay, they'll tell you how many pieces of your soul are missing. And I had six um, in this particular journey. 
And so what was interesting is when they brought the pieces back, what they showed me of what this looks like is a cylinder. So your soul, not that your soul is a cylinder, but this is how they were like showing it to me. So there's a cylinder of you being in one piece. And then every time a part of you fractions off, a piece of the cylinder goes out. Mm. Well, in any type of work that you do, if you're going to take something away, you need to replace it with something else or it's going to be replaced with something else. So if your soul's coming out, then they showed me a phantom's partial part of your soul comes in. Well, the phantom part of the soul, so it was like, they were showing me like a white cylinder and then it's like this little black, like, and you could kind of see through the black, like this, like a phantom, right? This phantom blacky piece goes in. Well, then they told me that what starts happening is, is once you have these phantom pieces in that's holding it, that space for the part that broke off, is it starts doing inverted timelines. So you start, that's when you start making really bad choices, going in different directions, and you start living on false timelines of your life Mm. because you're operating now from phantom timelines. So then when you put the soul back into place, that's how you can start going back onto your like right timeline and make healthier choices and living a healthier life. That's what was shown to me. And that was really cool. But yeah, it took me a while to get into it. And then for me going into the medicine journey on Friday night, I was really kind we of had getting, a silent day all day. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute, but just what they told, I want to talk about what they told me at the end of soul retrieval oh. is for the medicine journey. I was getting stressed out because I was getting stressed out all day because I didn't want to go in the medicine journey and get put back into the dark places in my mind that I would go when I was young and take different plant medicines and acid and shit. So I was like stressed out all day because I knew that we are going to do this like ayahuasca psilocybin chocolate. And I was like, didn't really know how I felt about it. And they reassured me, my guides during the soul retrieval that that wasn't going to happen because even before this, I've done so much work on my shadow and all this stuff that that those timelines are actually wrapped up and then putting the pieces of my soul back together into my cylinder was actually, there wasn't room, there was no place to have to go to those inverted timelines in those old spaces. So then, yes, then we came out of soul retrieval and we had lunch. And then after lunch at one o'clock, we went into our day of silence Yeah. up until the medicine journey. And so how was your day of silence? I mean, it was actually a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was like, yeah, I cannot talk. And I was just like, can I? Um, And then like the opportunity came and then you kind of had to like, you still need to do things. So you'll be somewhere and you'll be like, you know, you're like sign languaging to your friends. You're like figuring out new communications or you're like, want to laugh about something, but you're still like, yeah, you know? And then, yeah, I just felt like I was like, this is taking so long. Like time seemed to be so long. And it's like, this is what the day must have felt like when we were younger. This is why we felt like we had so much time yeah. before. And now it's just like, you're like, where does the time go? And you're like, oh, I just looked at cat videos for like 45 minutes. Totally. And then you're like, segue off of that day. into like some spiritual stuff. Yeah. And then you text a friend and then you're just like constant stimulation. Or you're on the phone for a little while. Yeah. Or yeah. you're like going to the store, or you're doing something like, we ended up outside on the platform doing yoga, but it was so, so windy. windy. It was hysterical. Whoa. Like we're literally trying to hold poses while we're getting like blown over because it was that windy. It was, it was so funny. And, and then, I like, can't talk. So you're yeah. just like 
falling over and things are hitting you and you're just like laughing kind of yeah like, but I think what was like challenging of it is like if we were a, like more alone or less people doing silent day I feel like it would have been like a little bit easier but like having 25 women there like yeah. it's like it's like yeah there's so many people you just like want to keep the like flow going of getting to know everyone and like playing and I mean, that's when a lot of us ended up in the living room, just like playing tarot cards and we would just like point yeah. <laughs> and laugh and be like, oh my gosh, that card, you got such a good card. Yeah. Like, and then just like basically like doing sign language with each other. Right. Oh, and then I remember Iris said to me, my, the lady I was sharing a room with, she, she was like, what did she say? It was so, she, I, do you know what to do with yourself yet? You know what I mean? And like, it was just so funny. Cause I'm like, I just feel like I'm like, no, because I feel like I'm wasting time. That was my big thing. I'm like, now that I have all this free time, I feel like I should be doing something productive. Mm. It was so windy and all this stuff and you can't do But you're it. not supposed to be doing anything productive because we're retreating. We're yeah. not like, but I felt like I should be like, like working on, something. working on something profound or I don't know, you know what I mean? Like catching up on a project, I, but that wasn't, that wasn't part of it. Right. Um, yeah, she was just like laying in bed, like being so bored. She's like, I'm just so bored. And then we were like, we were talking, even oh, though we weren't supposed to. I didn't talk. Mm, yeah, we talked a little bit. So then after that, we we had no, we didn't even have dinner because they weren't letting us eat yeah, the rest of the day. We had lunch. Yeah, we had a silent lunch, and then we had more silent time, and then we did yoga nidra, which was amazing see I that's where I wasn't even a part of it because Maylee wasn't allowed in the room in the angel room so my dog wasn't allowed in the room and because they keep it pet free and she was in the house someone had let her out of the house and she like started slightly banging on the door and everyone's like Sarah it's your dog and I'm like I know but like a child you like kind of let them you know normally she'll calm down I mean she's been on the land a million times so like Sometimes she'll even go to the back to the sliding door and just stare in, you know, what we're doing in there from the sliding door. But she was not letting up. Like she started she bashing part of the it. door. She wanted to be in there so badly. So I ended up leaving. So I was, I couldn't drop in and then I ended up leaving to go put her back in the house. And then I came back and it was just like, Aww. I was just somewhere else. It was, it was amazing. So um, one of the facilitators, Morgan, she uh, basically read this like a script to us and you imagine yourself and you're encased in a black shell for the summary you're encased in this black hard shell and then this gold hot orange molten lava starts to come oh, yeah. take over your body and it just starts with like your thumb and it starts with just like the tip of your thumb and you imagine like the tip of your thumb is become engulfed in this liquid gold magma. And then it spreads slowly, slower and slower until eventually it's become all of your body is engulfed in this gold magma. And then in the end of it, you imagine yourself being the magma, which basically like lava, like breaks through the shell and you're busting through this like old you and so that way you can like make way for this new you that wow, that sounds to, really cool. Uh, it was so <laughs> Super cool. Super sad honestly. I missed it. It was so cool. It was really beautiful. Um, 
just felt like very you know, empowering mm -hmm. and like I was like oh this is great especially to go into this ceremony with this like having been like okay I'm gonna break through this shell I'm gonna like do it all from within this is all my personal powers and now I'm free to just be this like golden glowing light body basically amazing I'm really sad it's that really I missed good. that Maylee it's all your fault yeah. And then we had another silent break for like another 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then they got there around like 530. Yeah. The facilitators. Yeah. Well, they, they were already there, but yeah, yeah they, they showed up at 530. We all met back in the angel room for ceremony. And so then what they did is they have us all go around the room again and talk about like our intentions for the journey and where we're at, like, you know, in like one through 10 of like being on plant medicine and, like and how you do feel about it. And my big thing was, is I like really was pretty transparent. I was like, you know, leading up to this, I was a five. Cause I was getting really stressed out about the ayahuasca piece. And then I said, but today I'm like an eight, but I told them, you know, I was like back when I was like 16, I would just take whatever and go to really dark places in my mind. And sometimes if I take certain things, I went through many years, not doing anything, but I've found myself kind of go back to those places and I just really it's like it's too stressful and I was like I really don't want to do that and then my intention for the journey was to let go of bullshit stories what was yours I mean I had a few but one was one was like to like I don't know it's like just a small one uh, to figure out the existence of my soul's purpose on earth mm. which was that's just small yeah okay it's very small no little big deal. tidbit um which i you know it was just kind of like why am i here what is like at this retreat in life what is my purpose like mm -hmm. kind of and other people had different ones and like like I'm oh sorry, yeah and you weren't people, nervous about doing the medicine i was not right? no. no not nervous at all i was very excited i do very well with um plant medicine and i was slightly nervous but not really more excited for the um psilocybin ayahuasca chocolate it's a chocolate chocolate which was amazing 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 it was really amazing. It was amazing so like then what happens so then they so then after that they were like okay we're gonna leave for like 15 minutes well like we explained in the last one everyone's on a different journey basically similar journeys but different it's all about what you share, what you want, um, your experiences, and then what they intuitively pick up for you of where they need to take you. Yeah. So everyone's is, they generally start people with some sort of a heart opener, but then it's like very methodical of like, yeah, where they're bringing you specifically. So did we do the same thing? I did. First one was the heart opener. Which one though? A, I don't remember. Kana. This, my second one was half sassafras half con okay yeah so you probably got kana i got kana white to start okay which brings you internal and drops you deep into your heart i think that's what i got i think they got i think they give us the same thing okay yeah and then you did the half sassafras half con no oh and i got kana again i got the same thing twice so i got two kana whites oh so See, it that's like crazy. it brought me full in and really deep Oh, wow. but what was weird about that is even though it brought me fully in and really deep, I was guided to connect with every single person 
in that room throughout the journey. And I basically oscillated the room like all night. I just kept going to every single person and spending yeah, time with them. You did. You did. I spent a time. I didn't, I didn't talk like some people. I didn't even talk. Some people were, some people's journeys in that room were so deep, just and deep. And the pain body was so, so strong. strong. I was like, I can't even honestly can't even go over there. But I, then I would see Sarah over there and I was like, okay, thank good Sarah's got this. Yeah. It's so interesting because my intention long before going into the journey, that if people were going to be having some big crisis, I, because I am so sensitive to energy Dip out. I was like, I am not taking these people's things on. Like they can just be over there, do their thing. And because of, I don't know, I think I've just had a lot of shifts before that. But then they dropped you even more into into my heart. So then you were probably just more like empathetic and just like, well, I I can help these people. And like, and I didn't even feel like I had to, it was just like, I wanted to, and I didn't feel savior ish. I just was like, I just would sit with them for a little bit and I would hold their hand and then I would be like, all right, I'm going to come back later. Like it's yeah. time for me to go on because I also didn't want to sit for like hours in someone's tr- like trauma or yeah. loops or whatever, like making your experience about everyone else's. Yeah. Like, no, I want to keep like connecting and moving and like, really like just be free. I didn't want to be like, and there was some people that that was their job and they really felt the need to spend like an hour with one person to help them through something. I was like, even though I could sit in it, but it, I wasn't taking it on. And that's what was like really cool for me is energetically. I did not ingest anybody's trauma. Mm. I could literally just be a witness yeah, I and had a like space a holder for them around myself. I was just like, mm-hmm. your stuff is not penetrating me, but you need to go work out your shit. Yeah. And, and there was a few people that really had to go through some deep shit and you know, it was intense for them, but they got to the other side. Yeah. And then there was most of us who just kind of had like a good time. And when the facilitators came up to me, I felt like I was on their list of like someone to watch out for that might, you know, cause I was so vocal in the beginning of like, they don't want to go to the dark side. Then when they first came up to me and they're like, so, you know, a little apprehensive, like, so how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fucking fantastic. I mean, it was so great. Yeah. It was so great. And then they came around with the Aya chocolate and there, I gave myself permission that if I didn't want to take it, I didn't have to, I wasn't going to take it just because I was there, like whatever. But I was, it was like a definite yes for me when it came around. And that's when everything just got really fun. Oh my God. It was so much fun. The first piece, well, we're all like sitting around the room and talking and like, I had made connections with some of the, um, older women who were, um, facilitating at this thing and it was really great and special for me because like I didn't realize how much of a bond I had been missing with my mother Mm -hmm. that I had received from all these people I wasn't until afterwards the next day when I was reflecting on it but I was just like oh wow this is so great like all these people are just so amazing you just felt like and the music was playing and there was like lights on the ceiling and there was like you know and everyone in the, be- in the beginning was just like oh yeah, god I feel so great and some people were like I don't know I can't feel it and I'm like do you feel it I don't know I don't feel it and you're kind of like do you feel yeah. it you're like I don't know and then all of a sudden you're like they had us lay down for like 15 minutes and close our eyes and do a little meditation and I just remember opening my eyes afterwards and looking at the ceiling and being like I feel it and I was just like I'm ready And then they gave me my second pill, half sassafras, half con. And then they came with the chocolate. They dosed it out about every hour. They gave us a second. Is that how long it was? I had no idea. It was about an hour in between each one. And um, 
And then they came with the Aya chocolate. And that's when things like really started to get more fun for me. Some people were like handling it like very differently. One girl was like lying on the floor and was just like, I can't move and I need water. And I was like, give me your bottle. I'll go get you water. She was like, you can't go. You can't, you can't leave. And I was like, why? And she was like, because you can't make it that far. And I was like, yes, I can. And I just like swiped the (laughs) bottle from her. And I was like, I'll be right back. You're supposed to like tell people when you're leaving the room. So that way, like they know that you're not just like disappeared somewhere. And then um, so one of the other members was like, I'll come with you. And so we go outside and we started, you know, we're just like kind of chatting and then I'm um, getting water. And she's like, do you like cats? And I was like, I do now. And then she was like, do you see a cat in the stain? And there was like a stain on a tablecloth. It was, it was very ketchup. printed and it was just in the shape of a cat. And I was, and we were just like all like so amazed that this cat had just shown up like literally as a stain as a stain on a table and we tried to make sarah take a photo of it she I, didn't do I the did. best job no i, I did the second one i i took the second one oh really yeah okay <laughs> took your phone <laughs> oh yeah because she was like you're in the way your shadows and this is not a good picture and i'm like okay so we did that and then we were like getting water kind of laughing we're inside the house using the restroom and kind of started seeing like faces in the wood and stuff like that and I was like this is getting good and she was like we should go back to the room and I was like okay so we like go back to the room and everyone is in there and everyone's kind of like you know it's kind of changed a bit people are like buzzing a little bit more and feeling it and some people are emotional some people are happy some people were like just chilling chilling and like people were cuddling and like there was just those every different situation was going Mm -hmm. on around you and then I remember laying down on the couch on the bed again and I was sitting there and then this one song came on for what it's worth um and um and that's when like and I think that's when like a lot of people's things started changing oh really because Hmm. I remember like a couple of girls stood up and started dancing and and I was like I want to dance dancing yeah funny I don't even remember hearing like one song. I'll skip to it for a sec. Oh. Yeah. I was like, it's kind of like, oh, I want to dance too. I really want to dance. So one of the girls got up and started dancing. She was just like very like, woo, all like, you know, with her arms all up and all over the place. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that too. So then I, I got up and I started dancing, but I was really cold. So I was kind of like holding myself like this and dancing, like just kind of like doing like a two-step, like back and forth. I was just like, dee, dee, dee. and then that's when my whole trip started to change. Wow. Um, with This is, and then after they had actually given me my second dose of chocolate. They went and got the water, came really back into the room. Somehow missed out Somehow on that. Sarah missed out. Or they weren't planning on giving it to me. She didn't so get like, it. I didn't get they it. They came over and they're like, how are you doing? And I was like, great. And then he was like, do you want your other, do you want another dose of the mushroom ayahuasca? And I was like, yes. And so I took it. I let it sit in my mouth and melted. This was right before I went out to go get the water. So some time had gone by and it was about an, an hour, I would say. And then I was like, I'm really cold. I was kind of like checking in with myself and I was like, Am I cold? Yeah, I'm cold. Okay, I'm gonna go get a jacket. I have to go move my stuff out into this luggage tent, this little black tent in the back of the um, room that we were staying in. And so 
I go out to this tent. Everyone's still inside. I didn't really tell anybody I was leaving. And it's weird because I was kind of looking for her at that point. But like, I thought maybe she was out with the stars looking for UFOs. Um, Cause I was like, has anyone seen Tammy? And then one of the, faci- the main facilitator ladies, she's like, wait, where's Tammy? And I go, it's okay. I'm sure she's probably just looking at the stars. Cause she got worried, but I didn't want to make it into like this drama fest. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sure she's fine. You know, moving on. I just yeah. hadn't seen her. So, you know. Yeah. So then anyway, so then anyway, so I go into this tent and now it's the first time that I've been alone and by myself. And once I got into the tent, it was very black and it was um, dark outside. So I had my phone and I was like using the light to see inside. And then I got my sweatshirt and I like putting it on and stuff. And then, and then when I was like, I think what happened was I was putting on my sweatshirt and then I was closing my eyes. And then when I closed my eyes, I started seeing all this sacred geometry. I just started seeing all these shapes and it started out as like black, like pure black. And then there was all these circles and they were like filled with colors around the rims. And it was like green and hot pink and orange and I was like, whoa. So I'm, so I started like blinking more. And then I was like, hold on, hold on. Okay. I don't think I'm going to leave this tent right now. I was like, I'm just, I'm going to stay right here actually. So I'm like kneeling on, on my hand, on my knees and sitting on my heels and, and like my eyes are closed and the shapes, the, the circles started to like blend into each other. So now it's like the real sacred geometry you know like when you look at the things and you see it's like one circle and then it's like two circles and it's like three four and then it's like you know that's a whole screen of connected circles and and they're all changing in shape and stuff and it was just like expanding outward and my eyes were closed and then I was like I think I need to get a better seat for this and it's actually really interesting that this is what I so I sat on the floor on my bottom and then I put my feet on the ground in front of me and I had my hands on my eyes like this. And I was just kind of like sitting there rocking, listening and watching this crazy show inside of my mind, which was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, probably. And I just remember being like, I think I've been in, in here for a little while. And I just really hope nobody comes to start looking for me right now because I don't want to miss this show. And I was like, kind of sending them energy. I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Nobody come look for me because we come and walk into the tent and I'm sitting in there going like this, they're going to think like, Oh no, she's having a bad trip. And, yeah. and I didn't want all of that energy, energy just to come in and, and mess my, my journey up because I was literally just like taking off on this journey. And so I just remember, I was like, I need to remember this. I need to remember this. Like, how am I going to explain what I saw to everybody? Like, I don't even really understand what I'm looking at right now, but this is just the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I saw this after the sacred geometry, like it it started moving and then it would like the whole screen would change. And it was like, I was in this like never ending space of this like blackness And it was just all inside my mind. And then all of a sudden this spiral staircase starts spinning up from the center of like, it's like in front of me, basically. And it starts spinning up from the center and it was like white. And then I was like, what's that, a spiral staircase? Like what's going on with this? This is so weird. And then it's spinning. And then all of a sudden there was these circles 
on each one of the corners of the staircase. And I was like, staircase circles spinning. Um, And then I was like, what are those? And there was like these shapes inside each one of the circles. And I was like, what is this? I've never seen this before in my life. Like, I was just like, whatever, this is what the fucking medicine has for you tonight. So this is the show. I was like, all right, let's see it. And so then there's these shapes inside these circles and it's spinning and it's still spinning. And then through the center of it, this fiery sun like was like, and it was like rotating clockwise in the center up here while this was rotating. So there's like two rotations going on. And I was just like, this is wild. And then all of a sudden these pyramids started shooting up and they were like, like green and pink or, or orange it would like change color and be like pew, and be like orange pyramid and then all of a sudden there would be like this these flashes of lasers like when you go to a concert and they yeah. they send those like green lasers out across mm-hmm. the crowd it was like that but it would they would be like coming at me from the darkness of the galaxy like mm-hmm. way out in like the the depths of the universe and they were like flashing on me and they would change colors and it would be like dark light light dark dark then it would be like pink pink orange orange white 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 and then like and then this like ancient script writing was like floating through like the skies and I was like what does that even say I don't even know like how can I what 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 does it say what language is that what is, and then this swirling vortex of like rainbow colored appeared like behind the pyramid. And then there was, and it kept just like spinning and all this stuff. And then I I remember it like, once it was like doing all this stuff, I was like, in my mind consciously, I was like, oh, oh, okay. You're like unlocking deep subconscious levels within yourself right now. Mm. Like you're unlocking ancient wisdom. There's some, there's some, a lot of things that are buried inside of you and your subconscious and your mind and your body and your soul. And you don't even really understand it. I was like, but it's all being unlocked right now. Mm. And you're just like, just like really lucky to be able to see this. I just remember feeling so lucky that this, I got to see this and that this was happening. And then afterwards it, it would like change and then I was like in the distant depths of the galaxy where the stars were I was out in the cosmos and I was like just like traveling forward and I saw I started to see like different things I saw these like two lovers like these two dark shadows of lovers they were like kissing and they were like making out but it it was like out like with the planets and the stars and meteors and on all these things were going on. And then I saw my best friend, Jax, who had passed away in 2013. And she was just like laying out in the stars. And she was like, looking up at me and she was just smiling. And I was just like, Jax, I was just like, I was like, what? I didn't think I was going to see you out here. And like, (laughs) there she was just like, beautiful out in the galaxy like just living her best life and then there was a point where these dark figures appeared inside and there was these two 
really dark evil. They were reptilian or they were something very dark. And they knew that what was going on inside of my head at this moment. And they were like, oh, let's see if we can go jump inside her because she's the one that's like unlocking this shit right now. So we need to go like basically like attack her. Mm -hmm. And these two, like if this box was my mind they basically like both like prepped on the side we're like this we're like yeah. staring in at me and like one head was here one head was up above them and I was just like I was like oh hell no 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 I was basically like was like you're not allowed to be here you gotta go you gotta get the fuck out you're not allowed in on this show you can't be here you're not welcome you're not welcome on my body you're not I just remember saying like you're not welcome you're not you cannot enter this is not for you you must leave you have to go you're banished and I basically like banished these these evil things trying to get into me so they left they went away and then the you know the universe is still I'm out there and then there was a bigger one who was on his own mm. who came in from the other side and he just like came in and was like go in and looking at me and I was like oh hell no you gotta go too you gotta go back where those other ones went like you're not allowed here and it, it, I remember it taking me like maybe like a solid minute or so before he like like disappeared but I just remember feeling so like yeah, you fucking did it. Like you just like went to war with these dark forces in your mind. You got them to leave you. And now you're like sitting there. And then I think that's when I remember I, before I had taken the medicine, um, spirit came into me and was like, you might throw up. It was just like, you might throw up. And I was like, I'm not going to throw up. And I was just like, so I'm in this tent and I'm like unlocking all these things and like banish these spirits evil entities from my mind and I just remember I was like my stomach had like unwound itself and now I was like I think I'm gonna throw up I was just like but I don't want to miss the show I was just like oh and then I was like we're gonna throw up (laughs) so I tried to like get out of this tent on time and I ended up just like projectile vomiting And then I just remember I was like sitting on the side of this tent and I was just cracking up and laughing because I had, I could still kind of see the show in my mind and I was, but I was like puking and laughing and I was remembering and all this stuff. And I was like, how am I going to explain this to everybody? I don't even know what I just saw right now. This is the craziest thing. And then I remembered, I like went back into the room and I just immediately saw Sarah and she was like, there you are. And I was like, hi, I'm fine. And they were like, she was like, I knew you were. And I was like, thank you. I was like, thank you. She was like, people were wondering where you were. And I told them like, you were fine. And I was like, thank you so much. Cause I didn't want anyone to come looking for me right then. And I was very adamant in my energy. I was like, nobody come look for me right now. Do not come enter this tent. Well, yeah. Maley at around that time though, too, because those lurkers were lurking and ended up lurking other places, but Um, I think that's why it's one of the big things is important um, is why they really want people to stay together and not go off alone because your energy field is so open that if like when we're all together, it's like we're in a container, right? And we're being protected and there's people that know how to like continue the space going. So even though you went out and had that journey 
alone, your field was open and there's a lot of spirits on that land. So the darker guys came up, right? And around that time before you came back, or maybe when you did come back, Maley was like really trying to get in again. And I remember looking across the room towards the door and I see the guy facilitator open up the door for her and let her in. And Amma sits up for a minute and starts reaching like, no, she, I don't know what she said, but I'm like, no, no animals in here. And then for some reason, she just like knew that she needed to be in there and she just laid back down and they let Maylee in the room and she just like curled up in a ball and like laid down. Like she didn't even try to come find me. She was like, no, I just need to be in this space as a protector of the space. And Mm -hmm. she alchemizes energy as well. Um, And she's really big. That's why she always wants to be when we're doing work. She wants to be there to like hold down the fort. And she ended up purging a couple of days later, but the ayahuasca chocolate is interesting that you purge though, because the shaman who makes the ayahuasca has actually formulated the purging part out, but that's not to say sometimes we still need a purge, right? Yeah. Our own, whatever energies that need to come out and alchemize them in ourselves yeah. or what you've taken on. I mean, just banish those dark forces inside yeah, of me. And that's my, a lot of work. Things. So I think that was like the final unlocking was like the releasing of yeah. just like energy that was trying to come into me. Yeah. When I was, um, once the eye of chocolate for me started kicking in, I was getting the same colors, but they were like flecks, a spectral, like of lines all around the room and sacred geometry was coming in and out of the room. And I was looking at one of the sisters and she was getting like tribal paint being put on her. I was talking with one of the, the crone ladies and we were helping another sister walk through some stuff. And every time I looked at her, she was getting fur growing out of her face, but I couldn't tell her right then because we were deep in conversation of helping this other girl walk through some stuff. And then when I was talking with Morgan, what was so cool that was happening because above Tammy's bed, she had put a picture of her mom, right? And some ancestors, right? Above her pillow because there's like squishy bed all around and pillows everywhere. So they were just kind of like propped up there. And my friend Shiloh was laying on Tammy's bed. So these pictures were above her and Shiloh's wife and I, Morgan, every time we turned and locked into conversation with each other, it was like a scene was set for us. Like the, the, the wall and the ceiling, like would grow out. And then your pictures above Shiloh's head would turn into a fireplace. And we'd be talking really deeply or whatever we were talking about. And then when we'd have a break in the conversation, everything would go back to normal. And like, we would just like look around and like be on what we were on. And then we would turn back and start talking again. And literally the scene was set again, like the fireplace started, the wall grew out. And then a couple of days later, I was like still communicating with Aya and she told me that all those colors that she was putting around the room is that she was showing me the colors of the jungle. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because they were so vibrant. Like these greens and these yellows and these oranges and these reds were just like, and they were everywhere, like coming in and out along with the sacred geometry would just like come in and out of the space. Um, But yeah, I never went into like a deep personal thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we were all getting really sad that the night was like over once everything like started wearing off and the facilitators like went to bed and, uh, and then we all just kind of like, I mean, some people stayed up really late. I tried to go to sleep and then the next day you have integration. So that took forever for everyone to tell their stories, um, and their takeaways. Yeah. Took a long time. And it was during my, the integration of that, when I was sitting in my bed and I was like looking around the room and I was like, how am I going to tell them what I saw? Like this stairs with these shapes and circles on it. And like, it was spinning. Like how, how will I tell them? And that's what I like looked over across the room for me. And I had seen an image 
of the sacred geometry. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's what I saw. But it was. You were like in it. Not flat. It was like this. And but it was, you know, obviously, you know, it was, it was just a wall image. But in real life, it is this cube, which is multidimensional. And so that I ended up telling everyone like, okay, so basically what I saw was that thing, but I saw it in a different in real dimension with dimension. And, uh, and it was doing all these things. And that's when some of the people were like, Oh, what? And they were like, you saw that like literally mind blown. And they were like, that's so amazing. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. I've done this a few times and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, I, I thought that's what everybody saw. And everyone was like, no, none of us saw that. And I was like, nobody saw this. And they were like, nobody saw that. And I was like, nobody had the show when they closed their eyes. They were like, no, we none of us had the show. And I was just like, that's well, crazy. Also not everyone left to go have the show, right? Everyone was still like, because if you were going to try to like really be by yourself in there, you really couldn't. Yeah. Because there's so much movement in the room, like constantly. So the fact that you like left. Yeah. Um, it's Metatron's cube that you were yeah. in. So I saw what is called Metatron's cube. There's a lot of different images of it, but there's, they look, it looks like and for it's those like of you just listening, you can like this. look up Metatron's Sorry. cube and looks like yeah. this and you can look it up. And when I looked it up afterwards, I was like, oh, this is really strong. And so what it is, is it's a mystical three dimensional cube used by the archangel Metatron to watch over the flow of energy connecting earth and the divine. And it spins with energy to help you replace negative thoughts with positive ones. And it reminds us that the universe wants us to discover our personal power and use it to do good. So this made a lot of sense with me because I was like, what is my soul's purpose here mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And then I just by chance, I'm cold. So I go outside and I have this personal journey on myself with this Archangel Metatron, who um, one of the girls afterwards is telling me basically she was like, oh, you were chosen and you were visited by the Archangel Metatron. And he came to you to basically like unlock you and to give you like wisdom and personal powers and stuff like that. And like, you should really like look into this more and do some research and um, maybe do your Akashic records. And we could try to like, you know, dive into this a little bit more to see like what this really means for you. But I just, for me personally, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. This is amazing. And I was just like, okay, so I need to just kind of like believe in myself, stay positive with my thoughts and just know that like, I do have a connection with the divine and that like, I am like protected and just to like trust in my abilities and stuff. Like I have had all these thoughts and all these random things that come to me, but sometimes they're not even thoughts. They're actually like messages being sent to me. Mm -hmm. So just basically like trust in myself. You don't need to know the answer to like know the answer also. Right. Right. And to just like allow yourself time and space to like figure things out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to not talk about one of my things that happened. Cause I think I'm going to bring the girl on that it happened with. Yeah. And you have should. us do a separate. Yeah. Um, that's a whole podcast. That's a whole podcast a whole in podcast. itself. Like basically we 
timeline jumped um, in time and had a past life and had a lot of healing around it. But I'm going to bring Julie on if she's open to talking about yes. it because it was really profound. And, and that was a whole other thing that took into a completely different direction that happened to me in the middle of the, of the journey. Yeah, I really like came out of the journey, um, really feeling those bullshit stories being tied up. And like, really, when the whole weekend came to an end, all these things that it came in with these preconceived notions and these judgments or these old ways of being or these old thoughts of what I was scared of and that I didn't want them to play out again in this life. I really had that death and rebirth, that funeral and like that really happened. And I also really wanted to, I think we talked about this in the other episode, connect deeper with my feminine and like kind of bring that back up to the surface. And I really feel that that happened. And like that, I kept saying at the end, like, I'm not going back. We're not going back and rewriting stories. We are writing a new story. Like we can be done with all the old bullshit, all the old things that we think are going to happen again are not going to happen again. And that's what the medicine showed me when it didn't take me to the dark place. And it didn't take me to those dark caverns in my mind is that that's over. Mm -hmm. We don't need to recreate that space. We can create space for something completely new. Yeah. And I feel like I'm coming out of this, like, okay, like any old attachment to things are like thoughts that of repetition, like we're done with that. We have a whole new life waiting for us yeah. that we get to create from a fertile ground of like anything we want again. And yeah. I feel like for the first time in a long time, I can actually dream again. Yeah. Like an actually dream again. Oh, you have dreams now? No, I dream. I'm talking about dreaming in oh, life. Like oh. I can actually it's, like, I thought you actually like stopped. Physically no, I dream. Well. I, I dream dream. Yeah. yeah. No, I dream every night very vividly. No, but I can actually be like excited about things or have wonderment have, or like have hopes and hopes wishes and, for your future. Like, what do I like, want it to look like again? And it just got so fucking stale and so yeah. dead. And yes. just like, you know, where the place I was in my life, like in the last few years, but then also like, you know, going into the whole lockdown and everything with that, it just got so fucking dark and dreary. And like, it's like, we, we get to create whatever we want now. Right. So then, so anyway, coming out of integration, the rest of the day was just kind of like, uh, it was like basically like a personal day. We didn't have much. It was just like, we we were like, had like relaxing time and then we ate again. And then we had like more relaxing time. And then we were like supposed to do a couple of things, but they all just kind of ended up getting like pushed down on the schedule uh, of like people were just really not like able to do it. And some people were having massages or getting, well, this is what we did. We had like massages. Massages. We had um, acupuncture. Well, that was the, that was not that day, but yeah, that was Saturday. Okay. Later on Saturday, because we didn't have acupuncture till after the Crone Circle back in the TV. Was that on Sunday? That was on Saturday. No, that was on Sunday. I'm sorry. Oh, Saturday okay. was the day after the journey. Yeah, I think Saturday was just kind of a wash. We were all beat. Everyone was up like all night. Yeah, we were all just like exhausted. And then Sunday, we were supposed to do a boundaries thing and something else, but it turned into a crone circle and celebration because two women, one of them already went into menopause, had been in menopause, and the other woman was just finishing her 12th month of for, for a full year of not getting her her moon. So that would put her into fully into crone which crone is like there's the three parts there's the maiden the mother and the crone so the crone puts you in your the your last years of your life where you're no longer ovulating and cycling and stuff and so like we did a whole cake thing and then both of the crones 
shared stories and that was really powerful. And I just like bawled my eyes out through all of it. And by the end of it, I was like, I just want to tell you guys, like I needed that medicine by the stories and the woman's sharing the like intimate things. And one of the crones, the one that I was talking to during the ceremony that was growing fur out her face and I never told her, then she was telling us the story of giving birth to her first son and how during the birth, like she just like got this fur coming out of these, her face and these hooves. And she's like, just bearing down and like giving birth. And I was like, dude, I saw that fur come out of you the night before or two days before, like in ceremony. She told me about it. And I was like, when she was telling us in the story, I was like, what, Sarah saw that? I saw it in her and that was like really powerful. And then it was, yeah. Then we did a personal healing on someone who was walking through a lot. And I had another moment where, cause we were in the teepee where I was the last one to come into her and do my energy healing and light language came through and all this stuff. And I had my hands like on the side of her head and I was like vibrating so fucking crazy. Like my whole body was vibrating so hard because once again, the energy was building. And then I was pulling energy through the top of the um, teepee down into this lady. And I honestly feel like if we come together, these powerful people who start remembering their gifts and we work together, we legitimately can heal anything on this planet. We can heal cancer. We can do this because the amount of energy that was coming through that space where I came out of there, I put my hands on the earth and I'm like, this is not enough. I walked up to the labyrinth. I walked the labyrinth and I was chanting in light language. And it was like more of like a tribal chant. And um, my whole body was still like vibrating and vibrating. And I just started like forgiving people and things and I'm walking the labyrinth. And then I got to the center and there's a black crystal rock and then a, a white quartz. And I put my hand on each one and I just like knelt down and I sat there and I just like waited till like the energy like regulated again till like I came down and then I like unwound out the labyrinth and like walked back. Um, it was really powerful. And like, that was like such powerful medicine for us to like, come back to the stories, like, and share the stories and share the triumphs and the turbulations and the, all the things and just be open and honest and walk this path together as women. It's, you know, I got to do a birthing ceremony, like weeks prior, that was like really powerful. And then to do the crone ceremony. And I'm really feeling inspired that when girls get their first period to bring in ceremony for that. And like, really just coming back to like the roots of what does it mean to be a woman? And what does it mean to go through these cycles and bringing back our power and our remembrance to all of this? Because when we get together, it's fucking powerful. Yeah. And also the most amazing part of like, one of the most about the that TP session that we had that day was we were all sitting in there and um, the night before, or a couple of nights before I was talking to Sarah and I was like, I really hope my mom comes through tonight or whatever. Cause one of the uh, facilitators is like a spiritual medium. And so I was hoping like, maybe she would say like, well, your mom wants you to know this or something like that. You know, you always kind of want to like them to be there to be a part of it. So I was like, so I'm Sarah, like, oh, I think she's going to come through to me. And so, but she was like, don't get your hopes up. And I was like, no, no, don't worry. I'm not, not that kind of person. And I was like, stuff happens. So she didn't come through at that moment, but then we were in this teepee about to do this, the crown circle, crown circle celebration, yeah. celebration. I don't think it really has a name, but yeah. And, um, and all of a sudden this uh, girl um, was sitting next to me on my right goes, oh, look. 
and points to my switcher and I was like what she was like a ladybug just flew in and landed on your switcher and then people were like there's ladybugs in the desert and some people were like I've never seen a ladybug in Joshua Tree ever and I was like what and I was just like oh my gosh I was like so I picked it up and I was like, you guys, it's my mom. And everyone that. was like, what? And I was like, it's my mom. She comes to me as a ladybug. She just like, she'll appear in like random places in like the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden there'll be like a ladybug on me. And they're like, what? And so people are like, that's crazy. There's no ladybugs in Joshua Tree. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I was like, she came to be a part of this right now. Like, and it was like us talking about things that happened to uh, uh, these women talking about and sharing their stories of childbirth and menopause and all these things that they went through and all this stuff. And that's one thing that I was saying after we were doing the integration after the medicine, I was like, there was one point where I was sitting with the lady who had the fur growing from her and she like held me in her arms. And I was saying like, I didn't realize how long it's been since I actually had a relationship with an older woman who I trusted, who I looked to and respected, felt that I could learn stuff from. I felt like I had been so lost and cut off from my like motherly wisdom and this like motherly energy that I had that I was just so blessed and thankful to have her and to have that connection. And then, you know, this ladybug comes in and it was sitting there and I was like, you guys, it's my mom. And I introduced her to everyone. Everyone was like, hi, Marco. It was like really sweet. And then we actually, we did this song led by um, the girl who is going to do the podcast with Sarah. And it was called the grandmother song. song yeah. And it was this, and we all like tapped on our heartbeats to the beat. And we all sang this song in unison. And it was just really beautiful that like my mom came in, she as the ladybug, she stayed. And literally, as we were finishing singing the last note of the song, I saw her flying out through the top of the teepee. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that was her. Like, she, yeah. came, she came to be a part of this. She was like, I'm here. Yeah. And so that was actually really special for me for that day. Yeah. So my mom was with me in this beautiful ceremony. Yeah. And then basically, I mean, then it was kind of like loose the rest of the time. Like, you know, we had a dance party. We had some people singing around the fire, which was yeah. so fun because there's nothing more than I love some acoustic guitar and some singing around a fire. Like, oh, it was in heaven. Yeah, it was great. And uh, the wind had stopped. Yeah, we could actually like chill out outside and it was nice out. Yeah. And then the final day, we just had like one last circle time where everyone got to like kind of wrap up what, you know, their takeaways of the week week weekend were and like I really just feel like that that big feminine piece was like unlocked and when we step into the podcast with Julia I can share more of like where that came from um because part of it went into the past life that we traveled into um while we were in the journey and I yeah even though things didn't end necessarily once most of the people left the land like we still had more work to do and, and walk some people through some really big things and some healings and stuff But I just, I feel like upon leaving, like I feel, I really do. I've never really felt like people fully had my back and I've always just been like running through this life alone. And I think I shared at one point uh, during the crone circle, like that's why I really needed to hear some like stories and some realness. And like, I was like, because like, I just, there was a part of me that wasn't in my feminine. Like I came to LA really young by myself and I had to fend for myself and like, so I had to really step really full into the masculine and like my, 
my heart and my spirit has like really wanted me to take back the feminine, but I didn't trust the feminine because I didn't trust feminine people. Like I didn't trust women and, um, makes sense when you do your next podcast. Why? Yeah, exactly. And it's something I've always known too, deep down. And then, you know, I was really like, so I didn't really feel like a woman. I didn't really feel in my feminine and I had to fend for myself forever. And so then like, I just like became like a man, like I became in my masculine and I'm like ready to operate. And I've already started to from a different space and starting to operate from the feminine, which is really stepping into more receptivity and softness. And it feels really organic. And I really feel I'm really feeling that like every day, like more and more of just like this really like softness and just like a really big shift in how I move through life, how I speak through life, like, and not just this like hardness and this protectiveness, because also, because I know now, like I have a group of like 24 women behind me that have like got my fucking back, no matter what, you know? And I remember one of the girls came up to me in the middle of it. Cause I just was like scared. I'm like, I'm just scared. I'm going to fuck it up. And she goes, there's nothing you can do in the middle of the retreat. She was like, there's nothing that you can do to fuck this up. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, no. Cause we're, we're also living, we're starting a new story. Right. So that's been really powerful. And then just being back. Yeah. It's just been like, I don't know, like kind of all over the place. It's just a little bit different. It's like, as if you just, you know, you're, you're seeing the same picture, but you're seeing it with like a different pair of eyes mm-hmm. and another a different perspective, or you're seeing it from the backside now. And you've always been looking at it from one, one, one angle. And now you can see it from multiple angles and you're like, oh shit. And you're just like, well, that's not working. And then you're like, okay, well, can I do work on this? And you like try and you do some things and stuff like that. And then you're tired and then you, yeah. and then you need to relax and recharge. And I think that like, just like honoring yourself is like one of the big things. It's like, if you don't want to go out, don't go out. Like, don't mm-hmm. do this things don't pour out of your cup when you only have a little bit left and you know that you need it. Yeah. You it's have like to really set a boundary. Like, Setting mm-hmm. boundaries was a big one. Big one. To be like, if someone asked you something to be like, you know, I, I don't really feel like that's for me right now, but I, I, I'm like, I don't want to say I'm sorry because I'm just like saying, no, I can't do this, but I just, I hope you can understand. And most people were like, oh yeah, totally. Cool. I mean, that was like the biggest thing they spoke on that before going in the journey, like ask permission to like, if you're going to touch someone or you're going to cuddle into someone, like just ask if they're okay with that. Because on medicine, some people aren't going to be okay with yeah, that. Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. they are in their own like, thing. Don't touch me. And I love that they spoke on that, but it kind of went through the whole weekend of just like asking permission, like in anything. And, and if someone said, no, I just need to be in this moment of myself, it's like, you don't take it personally. You just honor the space that they're in. And then you take that even to like, you know, asking permission to just navigate around each other in life and, and taking that self-love and, and holding those boundaries of what do you need? What do you want? What do you, you know, you can ask for help or you need a retreat or, you know, and, and all of it is really okay. And no one's going to love you any less if you're going to take that time for yourself. Yeah. At least from this group of people that get it, the other people out there that don't fully get it yet, they might be mad or angry or feel like whatever, but we really understand the sacredness of the boundaries of the space of the whatever, or that we need people and, you know, um, showing up for each other. So yeah. Any final thoughts, takeaways, 
Um, it's just, it was just a really great experience. I didn't know like how great and amazing it was going to be. If I would, someone have said like all these things would have happened. I'm like, you're kidding. Like, you know, but like now looking back, like, I don't know, I don't even know what expectations I had going into it, but all I can say is that coming out of it, it had blown anything that I could have even fathomed out of the water. Mm -hmm. Um, the women were all so amazing watching these transformations, watching people come in and be so kind of quiet and shy and reserved and like almost afraid to just speak mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then at the end, they're like, oh, this happened. And I feel like this and that. And they're smiling and you just, and they, you could actually feel this openness within them. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like, it's been just like so amazing to watch you and like, um, to get to go through these experiences with people and, um, you know, to hear other people's feedback or like uh, opinions or thoughts about you and stuff like that. It was like, you know, like that's it's like things that, you know, but you don't want to like say about yourself. But like when somebody else acknowledges it, then it's kind of like you can like give yourself more permission to like walk in that, you know. And yeah, just like a solid like, well, I, I've always been saying 2022 is the year of the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like we all came back together. Um, we came to this land to like do this work and we all did our own work together and everyone just left so different and so much more connected. It's like when you go to summer camp and you're a kid, it's like, you don't just leave and like, or like, oh, that's Sarah. And it's like, no, like that's my really good girlfriend, Sarah. Like she's my best friend. Mm-hmm. And like all these people are now like another layer of like, really good deep friends it's like you pass surpass a lot of people in this like a journey like this because you're it's literally like you're just at summer camp again and you're a kid you get to be yourself and you get to let your hair down and you get to not worry and just be like carefree as it's like a beautiful little soul and spirit that you are mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing it was amazing yeah well if anyone's interested there's another one in october yeah so I'll be posting about that. Thanks for doing this before and after with me. And yeah. they got to see the fun journey that was had. And yeah, we will talk with you again soon. Bye.